We all want to know the future. That's what prophecy is all about. Bible prophecy has a handle on the future. And we want to grasp that handle and run with it. We love to know what's coming down the pike at us. And we are all like that. I am too, just like anybody else. We're going to take a look at what the Bible says. And from a different point of view, and that point of view is that God has this. It's his. It's his world. But World War III is on everybody's mind. Yes, we have shortages. We have record high gas prices. We have supply line disruptions. We have fertilizer shortages. We are going to have such a problem in agriculture now because of the pandemics that are being planned and worked out here below and with sinister purpose. Yes, these are mutations caused in viruses by man and being perpetuated by man and sprayed overhead by men. But what's going to be the outcome of it all? World War III? Well, quite possibly. I'm going to give you 30 reasons why we might see a nuclear World War III coming soon to a theater near you. I'm not being smart about it. That's just the truth. We may see that and soon. So I'm going to show you that through the pages of the Bible, your Bible. Does the Bible predict World War III? Well, it predicts when Jesus does come back, he's going to be fighting a war with lots of people who are trying to kill him again. But they're not going to be successful. He will rule this world. And that's all there is to it. He's going to be the king of kings, as he said. So here are 30 reasons, maybe 31, that there could be a nuclear war. How could that happen? Why would the Middle East erupt into World War III, and why would it be nuclear? Do you realize that nuclear weapons have been around a long time? And we used them in World War II to bomb Nagasaki and Hiroshima, killing hundreds of thousands of people with one bomb. Now, could we do that again? Will we do that again? My answer to that is a resounding, of course. No weapon, realize this, no weapon, hydrogen, bombs, multiple targetable nuclear warheads, they've all been invented to be used, and they've never been used in war. They have been tested thoroughly, and that now they know that a nuclear bomb, a hydrogen nuclear bomb, for uh, to get specific, has the power to create a crater in the Earth's surface that is between three and a half miles 
across and 350 miles across, according to some sources. That's big. That's really big. Now, if they can destroy a huge city full of people in one with one bomb, how how much destruction could happen with hundreds of them, or maybe even thousands of them? I'm going to show you where and uh, how they're going to happen according to the Bible. The first thing to realize is why would it happen? Why would anybody do that? Now, in the United States, it's unthinkable, and it is merely for a deterrent. We don't go bomb China or Russia, for example, with nukes because we don't want to get nuked. And we have pity on the people, on the innocent people that are there. But do they have that compassion toward us? No. No, they don't. But they just don't want to get their country nuked. Well, nobody really wants World War III. So why would there be more than 30 reasons why, 30 reasons why there will be a nuclear war. Reason number one, to put fear into other nations. Number two, to gain control of oil-rich countries or water-rich countries or food-rich countries, something like that, resources. Three, to reduce populations or resistors to a new government form that they want to inculcate. Four, to deter aggression. Simple revenge is another reason. That's reason number five. Simple revenge. Since you did this to me, I'm going to do this to you. Reason six, to defeat an enemy and show them who's boss. Pride, in other words. Number seven, to defeat a rival, a rival religion, for example. Sunnis don't like the Shiites. The Shiites don't like the Sunnis. You see, there could be a war over religion. Eight, to block another country from approaching them, like uh, Russia wanting to block NATO using Ukraine as a block between them. They did not want Ukraine to become a NATO member because those nations in NATO, many of them, several of them, including the United States and Germany and France, they all have nukes, but the United States is the number two in nuclear in the nuclear field, two-thirds as many as Russia. Here's another reason. Number nine, to remove peace of mind from others. You can refer to Revelation 6 for that.
And we'll, we'll go back to the scriptures. I just want to get these done and read to you so you've got an idea of just how dangerous and volatile our world is. Number 10 is greed. To gain resources of a rival nation that has those resources. Number 11, to destroy others, their property, or their land. And there are those who would do that. Number 12, limited tactical use of nukes that escalates. See, they go in and surgically remove this or that city with a nuke. And it stops the war, or so they would think. It's a tactical device to use to stop a war, for example. But unfortunately, someone of their allies comes across with another nuclear bomb toward them. And it escalates into World War III. Number 13, as mere proof of their power or their ability, their ability to build nuclear weapons. It could be a challenge or a response to a, another person's challenge. Number 14, to defend yourself or itself and or its allies. Number 15, to remove the possibility of an enemy retaliating. Number 16, accidental. It could be an accidental button push or push by some wicked leader. That's number 17. He could become so frantic, so angry in an instant, he pushes that button and starts World War III. That's how volatile our world is. Number 18, to destroy the headquarters of the UN, NATO, the WHO, or the World Economic Forum. To stop globalists is number 19. Number 20, to change the status quo. It's a game to some, and they're playing that game with great power. Scary stuff. Number 21, to create a distraction from one thing that they're doing by creating a crisis in another place. That's happening today. Number 22, they think the great uh, reset button is the red button, the nuclear button. Well, that's always a possibility as well. Number 23, to resist control by others over your health, your agriculture, your water, your resources. Number 24, to create a crisis to deflect attention from some other crisis they're creating. It's a deceitful, deceptive world we live in, folks. Let's face it. 25, to kill and thus control the future, the oil, the water, governments, etc. nearby. 
26. To bring about regime change. Have we not done that in America? Oh, yeah. 27. Ignorance of the abject danger of using nuclear weapons. They're absolutely ignorant. For example, if we were to nuke the oil fields in Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iraq, Kuwait, Israel, and the surrounding nations, what would happen? Well, let me just tell you that some of the oil over there is buried 25 feet down or less. In some places in Iraq, it's on top of the ground already, burbling up in a little fountain that creates a giant pool that turns into a lake of oil. It's there right now, today, on the ground. Well, what happens if that catches fire? <laughs> well, it would catch fire if somebody nuked、uh, the area, obviously. It would explode into a giant crater full of oil. And we're talking several of these bombs in areas like that. Do you know that Iraq is a valley, a great valley, going down between two areas that have Uh, mountain ranges, like between Iraq and, and Iran, there is a great mountain range. Well, the valley between them, between that and the mountain ranges of Saudi Arabia, which are vast, this valley is covering a large ocean of oil. So, it would have an endless fuel supply. That's a great danger. If there, if there is a war there, a nuclear war would create several of these craters on fire, and that fire, as the earth turns, would cloud up the whole atmosphere of the world, blocking off sunlight. Our greatest commodity, if you can call it a commodity, is sunlight. Now, we take that for granted every day. We know that there has to be sunlight in order for the earth to work. It has to shine down on the oceans to give us oxygen. That's where we get our air. The algae that's in the ocean is the device that the Earth has, one of the major devices of oxygen. It's a source of oxygen. The algae are little plants and they give off oxygen. We need the oceans right now. We also need forests. They also give us oxygen, the plants there. So, if the sunlight is cut off, guess what? There's no crops. That means no food, nothing for our animals to eat. We'd all die. No air and no food. Plus, if there, there's a giant cloud cover of black smoke in the air, it burns so hot that it's thousands of degrees hot. Well, that's enough to melt the sand that's around this one crater. Why would that be a problem? Well, it gives it a chance to widen 
the circumference and make it bigger and bigger by the day. And the heat generated in our atmosphere, we think we have global warming. No way. Can you imagine daytime temperatures in the 160 degree range? Nobody's going to live through that. And neither would they be able to eat. We could have a real problem on our hands. So ignorance of the dangers, number 27. And then 28, they love death instead of life. And that's the way Islam is. They love death as much as the Americans love life. They want to go to their reward. 70 virgins and 70 beds and 70 mansions is what they are promised upon death. So, wow, that's a quick way to get to their reward, so they think. Oh, man. And then 29, they're not tempted by gold. They're not tempted by money. They can't be talked out of doing these things. No, they don't care about money over there. That's an American thing or a Western idea, more more or less. You want to see some proof? Let's go into the Bible. Let's go to Isaiah 13 and verse 17 and see what it says. Look, I will stir up the Medes. Now, who's that? That's Iran. Against Babylon. Who's that? Saudi Arabia and some of the surrounding countries. They cannot be tempted by silver or bribed with gold. The attacking armies will shoot down the young men with arrows. They will have no mercy for helpless babies and will show no compassion for children, unquote. So you won't be able to talk them out of it by offering them money. And then lastly, in response to somebody else's bad behavior. So those 30 reasons, any one of them or a combination of them could be why we get ourselves into World War III. Let's continue on reading in chapter 13 of Isaiah. And I want to go to a couple other places before we finish. Let's just go down to uh, verse 2. Raise a signal flag on a bare hilltop and call up an army against Babylon. That's Saudi Arabia, that area. And also Iraq, by the way. Have your hand to encourage them as they march into the palaces of the high and mighty. I, the Lord, have dedicated these soldiers for the task. Yes, I have called mighty warriors to express my anger, and they will rejoice when I am exalted. Hear the noise on the mountains? Listen as the vast armies march. It is the noise and shouting of many nations. The Lord of heaven's armies has called this army together. They come from distant countries beyond the farthest horizons, for they are God's weapons, the Lord's weapons to carry out his anger. With them he will destroy the whole land, scream in terror, for the day of the Lord has arrived, the time of for the Almighty to destroy 
Every arm is paralyzed with fear. Every heart melts. The people are terrified. Pangs of anguish grip them, like those of a woman in labor. They look helplessly at one another, their faces aflame with fear. For see, the day of the Lord is coming, the terrible day of his fury and fierce anger. The land will be made desolate, and all the sinners destroyed with it. Get this, verse 10, the heavens will be black above them, and the stars will give no light. The sun will be dark when it rises, and the moon will provide no light. Now, where did we hear that before? Matthew 24, Luke 21, and Mark 13. It's also in Joel 2, and Ezekiel chapter 32. It's in Isaiah 34 and 24. It's in 2 Timothy 4, verse 8. Let's flip on back a little bit to chapter 34 of Isaiah, verse 1. Come here and listen, O nations of the earth. Let the world and everything in it hear my words. For the Lord is enraged against the nations. His fury is against all their armies. He will completely destroy them, dooming them to slaughter. Their dead will be left unburied, and the stench of rotting bodies will fill the land. The mountains will flow with their blood. The heavens above will melt away and disappear like a rolled-up scroll. And I've explained that before, but if the smoke increases, eventually it will darken the whole earth. And that's a problem. No wonder everything like stars above will melt away and disappear like a rolled-up scroll where you can't read the words. You can't see the stars. They will fall from the sky like withered leaves from a grapevine or shriveled figs from a fig tree. And I've explained that before. These stars appear like stars. They look like stars, but they're really man-made satellites. That's the only stars that can fall. Our sun is a star, don't forget. So so are all the other stars out there. They're suns like ours. They cannot fall to the earth. But those satellites are much smaller. They look just like a star. When you look at them, you see them traveling across the sky at night. If you get out where you can see them, instead of in the city. Verse 5, And when I finish my work in its heavens, my sword will fall upon Edom, the nation I have marked for destruction. Now, who's Edom? Mount Seir, Edom, that is Saudi Arabia. And that area, that whole area, Kuwait and, and everywhere around there, The sword of the Lord is drenched with blood, covered with fat, with the blood of lambs and goats, the fat of rams prepared for sacrifice. Yes, the Lord will offer a sacrifice in the city of Basra. Basra, there's two of them. Al-Basra is a city in Iraq. He will make a mighty slaughter in the nation of Edom, 
Even men as strong as wild oxen will die, young men alongside the veterans. The land will be soaked with blood. This is pretty ugly and dire, that's for sure. Verse 8 says, For the day of the Lord's revenge, the year when Edom will be paid back for all it did to Israel, the streams of Edom will be filled with burning pitch, and the ground will be covered with fire. Now, where did you first see that in the Bible? How about uh, Genesis chapter 14 and verse 10? Let's read that. Let's actually start in verse 8, Genesis 14. Then the rebel kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboam, and Bela, also called Zoar, prepared for battle in the valley of the Dead Sea. The valley. Hum. Where's that valley? It's in Iraq. Iraq is that valley. They fought against King Ketaliomer of Elam. That's the king of Iran. The king of Tidal, or King Tidal of Goem, King Amraphel Amraphel of Babylonia, and King Arioch of Elisar, four kings against five. As it happened, the valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits. There's your tar right there, tar pits. And as the army of the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into those tar pits, while the rest escaped into the mountains. They made it to one side or the other. The victorious invaders then plundered Sodom and Gomorrah and headed home. And I'll stop right there. Now let's go back to chapter 13 of Isaiah. For, and we were at, um, uh, let's see, verse 10. The heavens will be black above them. The stars will give no light. The sun will be dark when it rises. And the moon will provide no light. That's just exactly the wording Jesus himself used in Matthew 24, 29. So we'll flip back there for a second. Here's how Jesus puts it. Matthew 24, 29. Immediately after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will give no light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. What are the powers of the heavens? Well, it's the ability of the earth to make weather. Then at last, the Son of Man, the sign that the Son of Man is coming, will appear in the heavens, and there will be deep mourning among all the peoples of the earth, and they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Verse 31. This is our rescue, folks. And he will send out his angels with the mighty blast of a trumpet, and they will gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of heaven and earth. This is the return of Christ we've all waited for so long. And when he returns, it will become a glorious day. He will take over the rulership of the world. He'll stop the smoke. He'll dissipate that and its heat 
out into space and it'll be gone forever. So you don't have to worry. God has your back. He has all of our backs. And he will provide a way for us to make it safely through this and be with him in his kingdom and bring peace at long last to our chaotic world. Well, this is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. We've got to focus on our Creator God. He alone knows what's best for each and every one of us, including me. I need him, and so do you. So does everybody on earth. Hopefully, we will be with him forever. So you can go to my website, itellwhy.com. You can read and watch the videos that are there. There's a lot of good information there. There's even a guy that has produced a gravity electric generator that is huge. It's like 40 feet tall. Watch that um, link to a YouTube video there. These guys, I believe, are from Malaysia or Thailand or someplace like like that. But anyway, I put it on there to show you that there is a better world coming that doesn't use fuel. It uses gravity like they used to use back when I was a kid. But anyway, go to itellwhy.com and have a look if you would, please. Until next time, I'm Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. Keep looking up. Keep looking for Jesus. He's our only hope.